0: Hey there Grimsters, welcome back
1: to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show here, we're at the AfterBuzz Studios, guys I'm your host Zach Wilson, we're talking about episode 420, uh, I didn't even know I just noticed that, I just added up, uh, you don't know Jack uh, which is, wasn't that like a failed NBC sitcom? Like yes. <laughs> and
2: also an old PC
1: game. Going, well, it's, anyway, a new version, we're not here to talk yeah. about <laughs> old NBC shows. We're here to talk about Grimm. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure that if you haven't done so already, you go on to YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV where you can watch this and all of the shows here at AfterBuzz, uh, whether it's live... After the fact, or you're like binge watching like eight of our after shows at once. I don't know why you're watching them without stopping to watch the episodes. I'm not one to judge. Hey, make sure you do. That. Maybe you they also, binge watch the shows, then binge watch the after. Show. feels counterproductive. Well, no. feel like you should go one and one. <laughs> anyway, you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Be sure to rate and comment and tell your tell all your friends. As I said, I'm Zach Wilson. You tweeted me during the broadcast and during the week at that Zach Wilson. T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. But also, my fantastic panel is here, or at least the ones that are here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tari Miller. Hey guys, I'm Tari J Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. Hey guys, Chants. I'm Dylan Chance. And you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Uh, unfortunately, Yel Teagle couldn't be with us tonight. She's feeling
1: a little under the weather, but she we is joining us her. in the chat role, so I'm sure she'll be making snark uh, throughout and we'll update you <laughs> <And> <laughs> as we go. Can... Um, I think this because uh, we have Tari and Dylan here now. Yes. I my new theory is that Tari is just like a life model decoy oh. and he can be operated by any panelist who's not here. So this week my theory is that Tari
2: is actually yell. So you're, you're going to have to be <laughs> overly sexual today if you insist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right let's let's dive into this episode um well first reactions guys what do you think about you don't know jack do um, you know
2: jack i do it's delicious uh also when added to peppers pepper jack is really good Ooh, uh, i like that but also this episode <laughs> was really fun. Um I thought it was a good progression and oh man, I love everything that they're doing with Adeline. Um before I was not a big Adeline person, like she was like a love to hate kind of character, but now I'm like I kind of I sympathize with you, which is a weird turn. Yeah, I
1: mean, I've slowly Adeline's been a, like a weird like roller coaster of like are we on her side or not? Like right. ever since she got pregnant the first time, um, she's been a more sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because the idea of protecting one's own is something we can all relate to. Right. So even her ex- most extreme measures, you can understand from the perspective of she's trying to protect her child. Right. Um, that being said, in this episode, I'm kind of like, Adeline, or I guess just recently. Get your stuff together.
2: <laughs> I think it's slowly turning into a show where instead of it being about Nick the Grim, it'll be about Adeline, the former witch who has turned warm, loving mother, taking care of her children <laughs> <laughs> with the help of Uncle Nick and Father Nick. It's a little sitcom. <laughs> it's yeah. all in the Grim. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Adeline in the city. <laughs> Oh, maybe that'll be the spinoff. It's just about <laughs> Adeline raising her children.
1: I'm trying to think of a good Adeline pun, but there's really not. Mm. No. So it's a strange name. It's not as easy as trouble. No. Um,
2: but Adel so lend me a hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. So in this episode, <laughs> um, Adeline is now under Nick's protective custody, but Nick and the and the whole Scooby Gang has been dealt. A massive blow, as we left last episode, the trailer
2: burned down. Mm-hmm. What did, I, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get your take on that. Were you, like, horrified, or were you just annoyed, or...? Well,
1: now it's become clear that nobody has performed a digital backup of all
0: of those yes, books. Yes, yes.
1: And I am frustrated yes, with frustrated. the team... Especially Wu, because I feel like (laughs) Wu is the one of them who, like, started to think ahead with this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but also, like, look, I'm a little bit frustrated that something so simple was overlooked. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... If you're, and then the thing is, they and the, burning the trailer is a great story piece yes. because it's been our like it's been a home base for so many seasons that like yeah, burning it to the ground is a great transition. thing, especially towards the end of a season, it's very volatile. It has the potential to wreck the character's life and their in <laughs> their normal process. But they didn't go a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that frustrates me. The first episode after the trailer burns down the first one the first task they just happen to have the exact right. book that they need and it was not burned in a way that made this difficult at all <laughs> lucky exactly that's yeah. the thing it's it's too lucky right. yeah um it's too convenient if you're gonna burn it all to the ground then yeah they should not be able to research this they should right. just have to think on their feet yeah so that in that like That was my main frustration with this episode. Because if you're going to burn everything down, yes, some weapons survive. That makes sense. But the books are not... That was a big fire. Yeah. I'm surprised the forest didn't burn down. (laughs) Let alone the books that were inside. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Um, Though I did like... All the reminiscing that took place in the in the trailer when they were kind of yeah, going through everything that was just, nice because you do realize that right. it's although like, the, the woo flashback was a little <laughs> was that like a week ago yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> oh you oh, guys remember that the time? good old time yeah
1: <laughs> everybody's like I
0: will remember <laughs> you. <laughs>
2: you see the like sad
1: in drawings <laughs> <laughs> as they burn up. <laughs> Y'all said it was a
2: cop-out, too. The book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... They could have gone the whole nine yards, and they didn't. Right. Um, I like that the ogre gun survived, although, frankly, like... They had it survive, then, like... My prediction, like, halfway through this episode, I'm like... Oh, it's like it's like the straight up checkoff gun. Like they introduced the ogre gun, you're gonna fill it with the liquid from the Hex and Beast potion and you're just gonna shoot Juliet. That'd be awesome. Like yeah.
2: you're gonna trank Juliet with anti hexen beast. I don't beast know why liquid. they thought they could get her to drink it. I was like, alright, how are they gonna drug her and <laughs> <Yeah>. pump <laughs> this into her veins? I think yeah. they're still thinking her of her as old Juliet. They're still thinking that inside, deep down, she's just like, a scared puppy, but, like, she's not. At this point, she is, she's a, a, what is, a panther. She's a panther right now. Like, she is on the attack. But they don't realize that. And I think that's why their plan failed utterly. mm yeah. Uh I was hoping they would take that water gun out of the thing, <laughs> even though it burnt down. Maybe can, <laughs> maybe someone still had one. Just was spray the, it in their mouth that was pull the, it down and spray it in their mouth. My, right. <laughs>
1: my favorite grim weapon to be added to the weapons closet, <laughs> the grim water gun. Yeah. Grim super soaker. Uh Yell is is saying in the chat uh why did the fire stop burning? Um as a fair question uh then James Fran uh, uh listeners that fire requires three things ignition fuel and oxygen and yes the the trailer being a metal container would contain the fire pretty much. Right. Like we saw it spill out the windows and things. It always rains there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's Portland. It's it's a damp area. Yeah. Um, So I I get why the fire eventually went out. But within that trailer, I would think that everything that Mm -hmm. was burnable would have been consumed. So the weapons, yeah, the weapons survived. Some of them were, they were inside a closet. The ogre gun was inside a case inside a closet. Right, a lot of them are. A lot of those things were swords made of metal, so they're not gonna burn. If anything, you just have to like get new like grip tape on yeah. the handle. Um, but like, and, and the axe is gonna be need a new uh, handle. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you gotta you gotta rehandle those things every couple of years anyway. That's true,
2: but I mean, it's not gonna be the same. Some of those were Hitori Hansel swords, oh. so I mean, you can't. It's one of a kind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tori Hanzo is perfectly fine in a light fire like that. <laughs> uh, I, yes, Yell, I know that you know how fire works. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were disca- But like, how the fire can get out of there is is an issue. And like, when fire doesn't magically burn up some books without explanation, yeah. Like, you could even have explained away a couple books surviving with. A spell. Or, like, right. enchanted stuff. Like, it's that kind of stuff. They're show. made out. Yeah. Uh,
2: the casing is enchanted leather.
1: Yeah. I'd buy that. <laughs> I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Um yeah. But if you're going to burn it, burn it. Right. Anyway, so let's get, like, enough ranting about the fire. <laughs> um, let's spread this discussion... Uh, An ignited debate Ooh. over how you guys feel about uh, Adeline and the potion. The potion made from dead mom. <laughs> I thought
2: that was a pretty funny scene, uh, cutting up dead mom. Oh, yeah. I was actually like, oh, that's, that's kind of nasty. gruesome, yeah. <laughs> um, I also thought uh, the scene where she's talking to her mom's grave, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really. Not funny. It was touching in a way, but also it was like, "Hey guys, in case you forgot, any." Oh, of these it was things, another one of those. Uh, Here is a- the writers explaining everything moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recap. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your exposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I liked the funeral scene. It was a nice like. Adeline got a little like. Jokey mo. Adeline got the jokey moments out, but yeah. then we had that. My favorite part was Bernard, where Rosalie turns to her. You knew her. Oh yeah, he knew her. (laughs) He knew her intimately. Uh, Oh my! um, (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Like the scenario for like Renard being there is just ridiculous
2: on all fronts. Oh, they Lydia Zebros. Is that how you say her name? She yes. said, so at least it, it was. least it wasn't cookies made from the dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be pretty funny.
1: I mean, Adeline does have a history of sneaking. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's how they could have gotten they Juliet. They could have given her cookies. Is, they yeah, could have, oh. it, it is episode 420. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> See? Um, and for a show that has had a, a hallucination trip after eating a brownie and a, tr- a transformation after... How do I say this? Inhaling some smoke from a hat. Right. Oh, she definitely hit a bong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you'd almost expect them to have some <laughs> some uh, paraphernalia references. Yeah. In episode four twenty, <laughs> um, but uh, so as we as we chop up mom and distill her, her ribs, tongue. and and gallbladder and, gall yeah. and liver, yes. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Into a water-looking substance through that whole process. Yeah. Um, they're doing science, I guess. Um, and Adeline goes to stay with Bud. Ugh, best pairing ever. <laughs> That's the sitcom. <laughs> I wish we'd gotten more time of, like... I want to see just the two of them, like, at night, when, like, Nick and Hank have to go off and deal with other stuff, mm-hmm. and Adeline just needed a place to stay, so she's in there sleeping, and or, like, she gets up to get a glass of water, and Bud's just, like, in the kitchen in his underwear, like,
2: oh, I forgot you were here, what? <laughs> yeah. Did you need anything? Do you, you need stuff? I, I, I can give you things. I can give it to you. Wait, I don't mean, I don't mean it that way. I just, yeah. I can it to yeah, yeah, yeah. Also... Have they not
1: learned that Bud is the worst person to bring a secret thing to?
2: Pretty much. Um, but, I mean, if they're going to have their spinoff, My Bud Adeline, uh, they're going to need him to be a part of it. <laughs> My Bud Adeline. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see that. I,
1: yeah. I like that we got Bud back for a little bit. He's still running around. Um, <laughs> been there, done that, as, <laughs> as Bud would put it. Yeah. Um, But so it's a nice little thing. I I hope that we get a little bit more out of it
2: because it's fun. I Um, did love that moment when uh, they're explaining how she's pregnant and he's like, but you and Juliet and then you and uh, how how, and then when, why? Yeah. Um, It was really cute. Oh, question. I, I was wondering when I was watching. When Adeline drinks the potion and she gets rid of her hex and beastness, did that take away whatever power that may have been for the baby too?
1: I don't think so. Um, the, here, okay, so let's talk about the potion. because yes. te- So they make the potion, they test it on Adolin. Mm-hmm. It's a suppressant, right? Yes. Um, it's, so, it's like a hormone suppressant. Okay. It's probably the best uh, real-life equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A suppressant doesn't necessarily pr- stop all production of that hormone. There's still a little bit in there. Right. So she is still a hexen beast, especially down to her DNA. So if we assume that that Vessin is tied to your DNA, she's still going to pass on hexen beast traits to her kid.
2: Fair enough. Okay.
1: Um, the question is how long does a, a suppressant like that work?
2: Hmm. Right. Because what if the suppressant goes into the baby, too, and suppresses the baby's DNA? Maybe it has the DNA, but does it become suppressed as well? Well, well I mean – Because yeah, they share the a, same – Well, but it's the – there's the – what is it? It's like the, the blood barrier when you're pregnant. Hmm. And the uh, It's a something-something blood barrier. Well, no, yeah. but something like she, something blood barrier. She, yeah. she
1: drank it. So, yes, some of it theoretically would go to the baby. But the baby doesn't need to be ax and bees to survive. Right. Um, so like. I just don't think you should try weird things like that when you're pregnant. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe go call up Henrietta and be like, hey, can we try?
2: I brought you some vodka. (laughs) 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 Somebody says. Uh, oh, it was Mr. Goku Junior. Maybe it gave the baby the power to take away Hexenbeast powers. Ooh, <laughs> crazy. I mean, he does have the blood of a Grim in him. So now he's he walks Gr- he up to to Hexenbeast and, and he just touches them, and- <laughs> like in the forest. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's, uh, Avatar it's yes, all, yeah, yeah, it's all exploding. Um, My head hurts. <laughs> um, but I will say, when she does get her powers removed, and that like smoke comes out, you see two entities. Uh, yeah, form, and then oh, they combine into one. Um, which it, at first glance, you might think, oh, that's maybe her and the baby, and that is affecting their powers. Or you could also kind of attribute it to this duality that we have been talking about the last few weeks of Hex and Beast, and that, like, they are two separate beings. Ooh. Like, you could equate it to being, um, like having dissociative disorder, where, like, they have their human side and they have their other hexen Be- Hex beast personality, and this potion is like an antipsychotic that kind of tempers that. Okay, I like that.
1: I like that. I think you're right. It fits
2: totally with the themes that the the writers have been putting Although, in for the last few weeks. I also like the idea that it was her and the baby. Then they combined into one,
0: and they went back into the baby. <laughs> so the baby's like a super. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's already gonna be some crazy powerful thing, right? Because yes. um, you know what? Last time she was doing all this weird stuff. She's always doing weird stuff when she's pregnant, and it makes these crazy babies. I just feel like something's gonna go down with yeah. this baby i i want to see
1: first i want to see um Di- i want to see Diana and this baby magically transported to another dimension i e uh a, like angel uh-huh. where and then they can just come back as like teenagers or adults, and we can just have them running around as characters because I want to see what an adult grim beast
2: is like, like right. what
1: is that? What oh. does that
2: do? What if they made a spinoff that was set like 15 years in the future and it was just those two, the brother and sister, or whatever, sister and sister, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> that's the
1: the—that's the, the, the new sister and sister yes. yeah, that <laughs> show that they, everyone's been talking about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be awesome. Sister, sister. One's a hexen beast. One's a hexen beast, grim. Or one, one's a hexen royal. Yeah. One's a hexen grim. Together, then they're, they're, they're sister, sister. <laughs> right.
2: And they're half sisters, so there's a little conflict in there. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It writes itself pretty much. This is be great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Where is
1: the, Where has this panel gone? <laughs> Yell, come back quickly, because we are off the rails.
2: I feel like we're still on top. Of yeah. the <laughs> um, I will say, um, just to kind of wrap this up, if we're uh, wrapping that portion up, I did like the kind of symmetry of Adeline essentially get it, like letting her powers be subdued, uh, considering all that she did to get them back. So I thought that was a really good character growth moment, in that like we see that there are much more important things going on that she's willing to kind of take a back seat for. Yeah, um, but
1: speaking of taking a back seat, well, no, we're gonna get into that whole Jack the Ripper thing <laughs> in a whole because that's a whole. Th- like yeah. discussion of its own, because um, before we get into that, I want to I want to talk about Juliet and everything that she does in this episode that mm-hmm. leads eventually up to her the confrontation at the shop. But so when we like the <laughs> we're first dealing with her in this episode, and <laughs> Mr. Goku Junior says it's ironic how Yell is the one keeping everybody under control. <laughs> Mr.
2: Goku Junior also says, "Pew <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a poor fusion. We would have been yeah. like fat or really skinny. Anyway, <laughs>
1: anyway. Um, but so Juliet is uh, she. She first thing she does, she goes and she breaks into Nick's house and she emails Kelly, "Come or Nick is gonna die. We need you immediately." Yeah, on my way. Come on, Kelly.
2: <laughs> right.
1: That's um, is. That's all it took. Well, that idea is, like, basically all that needs to be communicated to Kelly, but I feel like that email is very suspicious. Yeah. Right. Do you guys, I mean, do you guys disagree? Was it? I thought, oh, come on, don't buy that.
2: And then it was like, I'm on my way.
1: Do you, well, we, we haven't, she did, she, all she said is on my way. Right.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: She could have been, I mean, that could be, you're telling them what they want to hear. Right. Right. Right.
2: Maybe I mean, though I would say that maybe the the email being so suspicious warrants her coming back because she's like, well, if someone has figured out our way of communication, then we've been compromised, and we might need to meet in person. Okay, hmm. uh, that
1: she need like if, like if this is if this is what's happening, like something regardless, something's up, right? Um, that's fair. That makes sense. Um. It was it was an interesting they, they flash back to a moment I almost had forgotten about where Kelly is basically telling Nick the opposite of what Aunt Marie. Aunt Marie is saying. She's like, No, you need to hold on to the people you love. That's like that's what life is about. Yeah. Um so I wonder if she's because of that emotion. Sort of, she sort of leans towards trusting Juliet. Like she wants Juliet to be totally on the up and up. Yeah. Well,
2: the, the, uh, James Foran just makes a point. And says, "Remember, as far as Kelly knows, Juliet is Nick's most trusted ally."
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Well, that was, yeah, so
1: that's true because she's not. She likes hesitantly trusts like Monroe. Yeah, and and everything. Um, but yeah, she's a little like. He's still a bluebot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess she would. Su- she would very much trust Juliet. But she. I mean, in her travels, she must have seen some insanity. Maybe not as much insanity as what's happening right now in Portland, because that is just next levels so oh, insanity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so she gets. So she gets Kelly to respond to that, and then she goes back to Kenneth, and they're plotting now. They're they're. They're prepping for I guess an assault as soon as Kelly shows up. She's like giving them like, okay, you're gonna these people are not threat. They're like seventy years old. I don't know who these three renters are. Uh these two are like just two parents with two little kids.
2: Um do you
1: think the renters are something important?
2: I was assuming because they've mentioned multiple times that uh Kelly wouldn't go too far. So I was assuming that they believed that that's where Kelly was staying and so they were going to do an assault on that because um, otherwise I don't see unless they were planning on killing everyone in that apartment to set up. Base I was thinking more of long like if Juliet knows all of these neighbors so well that if they're trying to plant some kind of you know, activity there, and Nick drives by. Mm-hmm. Hey, why is that car missing? Or he might know them as well too. But if there's renters across the street, oh man, they moved. New renters, right? Uh, I don't know. Did you see what Yell said? Yeah, her the email is beheader. Right, beheader is her email. <laughs> and she said, and why is that the secret method? That's true. What if there's any, like, royal vets people working in the NSA? They're reading every one of those emails.
1: <laughs> That's a fair point. The NSA could totally compromise all of that. Um, no, you're right. I, w- I would sort of expect a, a deeper, like, more... Insane level of secret communication, like dead drops on message boards and stuff like that. Right. The best way to to tell you if somebody is in trouble is you have a website that you visit every day, like Clockwork, and you always like leave a note there. And then one day you don't, and that's the sign that sums
2: up. Uh oh. Mm, interesting. I oh, thought no, about I this a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, or someone murders you like right after you post.
1: Oh. Well, but then by the next day, sums up. It's true. Um, then it's too late. <laughs> or you just know to stay away at that point. Because huh. like, you know, like, oh, there's problems in Portland. But there's always problems in Portland. Um, but you know what there's not in Portland? Trouble in Portland. There's not trouble in Portland. <laughs> but Rosalie is like, uh, so Nick has got to be going crazy right now. Maybe we should contact trouble. And every fan everywhere is like,
2: "Yay!
1: <laughs> trouble!" <laughs> um, I would think they would have contacted her before now. Yeah. I know
2: she's like off and like having her own shit, her own stuff, but um she got a lot of stuff to do. I mean, yeah. And but like, Nick already kind of shoot her away.
1: But Juliet's lost her mind and has crazy hex and beast powers, and Adeline is pregnant with a grim baby. Yeah.
2: Though, I feel and like... And there's a royal in town. Yeah. Might be
1: time. That, like, could totally... That totally took apart Renard. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Though, I feel like Trouble, as wonderful as she is, she's a little brash, uh, so she might be more inclined to be like, "All right, I guess it's beheading time." And so that's what we need right now. I mean, I'm all though? for that. They're, yes. they're trying to save everyone. That's Too bad. <laughs> Sometimes you can't save everyone. Sometimes the only way to save almost everyone. <laughs> The only is, way to save everyone is to save them from themselves. Is to get rid of somebody else. So. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I mean the, we've been talking about this like since the since uh, you know mid season. Yeah,
2: I kind of feel Juliet is one of the main things that's keeping Nick to this level of like I'm not going to just go kill everyone because I need to be good for her. Right, And with her out of the picture, maybe he'll be a a little, like, you know, if she dies in this crazy method of uh, Vesson-related stuff, messed her up, messed up his relationship, makes him have to kill her, that's going to leave him a little bit darker. And I think he'll be a little less nice (laughs) when he deals with people. (laughs) That's the
1: thing. Now that Juliet's gone bad, I would really love her to stay there.
2: Um, just stay bad.
1: Like, I, I want her to stay as this crazy hexen beast, like, bad, like, a villain. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, it's different, it takes us out of our comfort zone. It, Nick and her, uh, relationship was sort of like, at its zenith, if you will. Like, we have our happy couple with Monroe's Lee. Yeah. Right. Um, but it would, but like, so, get, like, messing up what they've got would be, Cool. It would be dark. It would be a twist, Mm -hmm. Um, and it would change the show, which is what the goal should be for any writing team on television between two seasons. Mm -hmm. Every season should be telling the same character's story, but in a different way. There should be something new about it, and shifting Nick's relationship completely would do it. And some people in the chat roll are actually uh, discussing if you. I'm curious what you guys think. If, Ju- if we lose Juliet off of the S- uh, Scooby Scooby Gang, mm-hmm. and she goes, she goes full bad. Do we start shipping Nick and Adeland at this point? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no. Teonus ninety one suggests some ship names for anyone who might be shipping the two of them: uh, Hexenheart, Grimshade, Adnick, or Grimbeast. Grimbeast is a technical term uh, Beast, yeah. to call their child. Right. Uh, so I don't think
2: that that one is appropriate. What about just like uh, Natalie? Mm. Burkade? Burkade? Yeah. Uh, or just Nad. Nad. I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adelick. Adelick. Hey. I like that. Adelick. <laughs> 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 That's for yo. Yeah.
1: Right. Yo wants me to stop making sense. never actually i probably will constantly not make sense this show is really hard to stay logical during a little bit um but so juliet by the end like they're plotting that and we'll come back to to discuss like the future of that when we get to predictions towards the end of the episode uh and before we jump into everything with renard and Jack the Ripper um, and all that craziness. I want to talk to you guys real quick about iTunes. Oh. I want to give some shout outs, guys, because like you leaving us iTunes reviews really does make a big difference. It's so helpful. It makes a big difference towards helping us get the, the lovely guests that we've had on throughout the season. Um, and we really do appreciate it. So just, just one, one shout out this week, but we're up to 87 ratings. Ooh. Um, 13 to go to our, our big goal of 100. I believe that you guys can do it. I task you. I want you to help us become Please. the number Number one Grim Podcast. I want to get thirteen more so we can have more positive ratings than any other Grim podcast on iTunes. Yeah. How many so, do they have? One hundred. So we need so we gotta, fourteen. We gotta get one oh one. Yeah. You yeah. gotta get us to one oh one.
0: One oh
1: one. One oh one. Uh J Renee, four twenty four, says O M Grim, smiley nice. face. Trouble is bad. <laughs> That's all the review needed. That's it. And that's all it has to be, guys. Just take 30 seconds of your time. Go on there. Hit that star button. You can leave us some words if you like. I hope that you do. Because if you do, you get a nice little shout-out. All right. Nicolade. nickelade. <laughs> that one makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> sounds like a, a sports drink made of nickels. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. So... so. Jack oh, the this says
2: was the episode's quote supposed to be from the gingerbread man. <laughs> Mr. Yes, Goku. You, you mean catch me when you can.
1: Dun, dun, dun. I guess it's I mean the thing is that that quote has been used so many places Do you know like the
2: muffin man. The muffin
1: man. I'm not sure <laughs> if it's from a specific uh grim fairy tale. Right. Um it was impossible to narrow it down. Right. Uh but it's just, I mean, yeah. It's it's a classic fairy tale trope at its core. Just like, yeah, try to catch me. <laughs> maybe we'll get because they had like the the dot dot dot. Since this episode clearly is like part of a, even because we're we're going to talk about Jack the Ripper as sort of our vessel of the week, mm-hmm. sort of. But it's not complete, so maybe we'll get the second half of the quote <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> the,
2: catch me if you can, because I am running.
1: What? That's it. <laughs> if you if you miss an episode, you're like, I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm already okay. off to a bad start here. Yeah. Um. But so, but we got it's Jack the Ripper, yes. done grim style. Is it a three hundred year old vessen? Is it a like spirit being? Like we just kind of got a few episodes ago
2: right. in the Native American storyline. Is it an interdimensional being? Yes. That reaches through a portal. All of these cool. new dimensions. Or is it just Sean Renard? It's gotta be. I, didn't I mean, and uh, even, who is it, uh, Boo69Bees, Yells favorite person, uh, <laughs> she says that too. Oh, what if Renard is Jack the Ripper, and because he's been blacking out, and he doesn't know where he is, and he... We see him with Henrietta. It, they and, pretty right.
1: much said yeah. in this episode, Sean Renard is this new Jack <laughs> the Ripper. Yeah. Like, they've all but said it. So right. either they're not making us guess really hard and they
2: want us to know, or it's a red herring. Right. I mean, yeah, for a second I thought that maybe it could have been Kenneth. Like, in his off time, he's like, you know what, I'm going to kill some some things. You know, um, because we know that it like they hypothesized that it was a grim, and I was like, we know it's not a grim because the people who uh, vogued in front of him didn't freak out, so it had to be like, and they could see them, so it couldn't That's be a, a regular point. person. That's yeah. a
1: good point. That yeah, uh, uh, even a even a Vessen uh, lady of the evening mm-hmm. uh, would yeah, she would freak out if she saw a grim. Like trying to proposition her on the right. street, they would run. Um, I and again, like we keep seeing more and more parts of just like where Vesson are. Existing in society, mm-hmm. it's uh, like we we have grim, we have we have in fertility clinics, we have Vesson hate groups, <laughs> we have Vesson um, like school systems yeah. and stuff, Vessen uh, like sleepaway camps, yeah, in sleepaway camps, and we have Vesson prostitutes. Yeah, I mean they're they're just like us guys. Uh, Boo sixty nine bees points out that Renard is the same height as the killer. Mm. Yeah. Um Someone, and
2: so, yeah, we would oh, have Vessin serial killers. He also has the same shoes. I was looking at this. Um, <laughs> because we get that shot at the end where um, same shoes. we see the shoes as he's, like, singing that song. And I was like, I know those shoes. So I, like, rewound. And it's like, those are Renard's shoes. He wears those super cool uh, brownish auburn, uh, like, what, no, penny loafers. Whatever you want to call those so, shoes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It says, Renard is the Ripper. The spirit of the Ripper is in him. And then someone else said, it's the letter from Jack, signed, yours truly, Jack the Ripper. I don't remember any letter. No, know. there was no letter in this episode. I don't know what that was from. Maybe um, I'm reading this. Yeah. I, no, there there wasn't. they're but, talking about the quote. Oh, no. This person said the quote is from, from hell letter. And that's in quotes. Okay. So I don't know what like, that is. Like, okay. from hell the movie? it mean, just look either way anyway um, you know, oh well. so <laughs> don't show me it, from <laughs> hell letter
1: <laughs> yeah uh if you've got an answer Dylan, figure it all out before you speak up <laughs> uh, somebody tweeted at us <laughs> um anyway so we we get this this Jack the Ripper storyline with uh, a couple prostitutes get murdered it's yeah. a re- it's almost like a copycat but but is it um do you guys think it's do you think it's a spirit? Do you think it's a, we see we Renard is dealing with these blackouts and these red, almost bloody hands that really need a manicure
2: right. reaching through clouds or whatever. Yeah. I said that yo, know, I said the quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, um go ahead. Well, i was. I had another theory while I was watching it. I didn't think about Renard until after and some people are saying this too, is that Jack the Ripper is uh Kenneth, because I thought it was him when I was watching it because he was real tall and he was... Uh, well, it's somebody, nice. Same height. it's somebody
1: yeah. tall um, and British. <laughs> I mean, that's not a great, like... <laughs> is it even British? Is it, I think it's like Welsh.
2: Well, it's like old-timey, like Britishy yeah. Cockney kind of thing. Cockney, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, it's somebody putting on a voice... Potentially. I guess it could be the voice of the spirit.
2: Oh, right. um, this person says the quote is from a letter to Scotland Yard. Ah, okay. Uh, that would be, that would make sense. That makes yeah. sense. From Jack Whip. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that essentially it's, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Fallen, um, but Spoiler: There's a demon that takes that possesses people through touch, um, and it chases Denzel Washington. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing in that there's this demon that can possess different vesse,n uh, and I think that since Renard was on the other side, it opened a portal for this demon to possess him. So that's okay. my theory. He opened the portal for the demon to possess him, right? Like, like the Jack the Ripper demon. Yes. Okay. So there so Jack the Ripper as we know him has has always been this like a this unkillable demon sure. and it has been throughout time finding its way into different hosts. people or vessels hosts. Yeah. Killing and then either that host dies and it goes back to where it belongs and then awaits another door for him Ooh. to walk through. I like that. Okay. That's going to be hard uh, to explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean with all the, like, Hex and Beast, Alberbeast stuff, they'll just be like, yeah, 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 demon. It's a demon. Uh oh. This person <laughs> says, Jack the Ripper is Meisner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And Yell cries. And Yell. said he was returning.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know that Yell would cry. Yell would be probably real excited. It's a, she, I don't think Yell cares yeah. if She'd he's be murdering like, people.
2: you like, uh, he can kill me anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my yell impression. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that impression, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Shut um, up, Jalen. That's not true. No way. I mean, we get like
1: they're they're clearly like setting this up to be somebody from sort of that old timey British thing. Like even is the like the old like sing song tune. Like some say, the devil's dead and buried in Whitechapel. <laughs> Um, Keep which going. Uh, that's all they, no. they, that's all they said, oh, okay. <laughs> and I am sadly not British, so I don't know the whole lyric. But it, they're setting this up as clearly somebody from Britain, which is not Captain Renard. But they are. It almost sounds like him. Even yeah. it sounds like Sasha Ruiz, uh, uh doing uh, Roy's, a, uh, doing a, an accent, right? So up until this point, I, we think it's him. Seems logical. Yeah. Seems to fit, but we won't know until next week. And I feel like with that, we should move into predictions. Stictions, predictions, predictions. <laughs> and now, he says that was a perfect meet. <laughs> <laughs> So, here. so that impression is now yell approved.
2: Yes. So yeah. From Hell well, letter avatar. is the letter that was posted in 1888 by a person who claimed to be a serial killer known as Jack the Ripper. Oh, So that's nice. where the quote's from.
1: Okay. Um, All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, we, we don't have time to do as- <laughs> the fantastic research that you guys can uh, pull off. That, uh, was by, that was
2: given to us by Grim. Grim. oh, great, Grim Besson. All right,
1: um, so what do you guys think? What are we? What are we looking for in this preview? We got uh, Diana's coming back. Or, uh Diana's coming back with, with like, Kelly. brought by Kelly. Yeah, um, there are people watching the house, and trouble shows up. There's so lots of people at the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grim reunion. Um, I mean, Literally.
2: we send our two Grims in there, then there's three Grims. I feel like they could take them. Look, listen to this theory. It's crazy. I love it. This is my theory. This is from Steve Feinstein. It says, my theory, Juliet makes Nick shoot Monroe, and Rosalie uses Spice Shop magic to bring him back, but he becomes a bloop bod and beast combo. A blue beast
1: Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the big thing that we all, like... I forgot to go back to for a second, because that's the big end of this episode, is it boils into this crazy yeah. scene with Juliet, and she le- She holds a gun up to... She makes Nick hold his gun up to Monroe, Yeah, and Rosalie gets out of there, but gunshot black. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who do you, do you think...
2: I don't... I mean, even if he is shot, I doubt they're going to kill him. Yeah, I don't think they'd kill Monroe. Um, but, like, it... Even though it still kind of shows the turning point to which uh, – what is her name? Juliet is a problem. Yeah. So now what with the convergence of Grimm's? I mean they've got to be like, well, we gotta, we got to take her out. And I imagine Nick will be a little hesitant, but he will ultimately think it's the right thing to do. You know who won't be hesitant? Trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Monroe's dead. I think I even saw him in the preview for next week, right? Like getting out of a car or something. <laughs> um, they they were careful to like not show his face, but I'm pretty sure I saw his sweater, right? Because uh, he wears like the same sweater yeah. like every week. <laughs> or oh, uh,
2: I'd like to. Or he dies and like Nick. Puts his sweater on. <laughs> it's it's this is for Monroe.
1: Picks up his axe. This is for Monroe. He
2: gets the ogre shotgun, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, I do want to see the ogre gun come into play because otherwise, it's like it feels like it was like there for no reason, right? Um, but
2: I mean, yeah, yeah. Should've... So I think
1: it will be. I think like they established it again for a reason. They gave it a flashback. And like, call, like spent three lines of dialogue talking about it. Yeah, for a reason,
2: right? Oh, it, it might have just been Monroe's biggest memory to the trailer. I mean, <laughs> it could have been, but I hope it's more. Mm, yeah, right. I mean, though, I feel like even though they have the gun, they've lost everything that they need to make the potion, uh, like the ogre killing potion. Uh, and also, I feel like they should have siphoned off some of that. Like, it took so little to suppress Adeline's power that mm-hmm. they were just like, here, take this whole jug. No contingency plan. Uh, um, yeah, that so was ridiculous. I'm hoping maybe they find a little bit at the, like, in the little jar, and they're like, we have a little bit left, and maybe we can use it to at least suppress her for a short amount of time. It
1: was frustrating. Uh, you're right. There were some choices in this episode that frustrated me in terms of just, like, commit, like, it, your characters are smarter than this. Yes, right. Um, your characters are smarter than this, and your audience is smarter than this. Um, treat everyone as they're in, as though they're intelligent. Um, but ultimately, you're I, you're right, and maybe they can they can go back in and sort of like almost
2: retcon the situation.
1: Right. Um, We've got some more Except gold that Rosalie guy. yelled. That's all we've got. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, why didn't they just pour some into another? Yeah, thing? they could I, have had a backup supply. Yeah, I, I would what? have just approached it very differently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it goes back. Uh, to I would have just the put, the put it in a needle thing. and stabbed her with it. Right? Um, uh, yell
1: says yell has got a prediction. Uh, she says I think Juliet is going to hold the bullet Magneto style, proving that she's too strong and to leave her alone. Mm. And I could buy that. I think, I, my initial thought was that she's gonna make him fire the gun like inches from Monroe's head. Right. Um, cause I almost think that's even more dramatic. Uh, I guess holding a bullet in front of somebody's eyes is pretty scary. <laughs> but like if the gun goes off and he's like, huh, oh, huh, oh, okay, I'm alive. I'm okay. <laughs> that seems very I'm Okay, okay you guys. Yeah. Um, that's, that would scare the hell out of them. Because to feel it all happen, like feel the bullet leave the chamber, see the bullet hit something, know that like, he could have died if she'd moved his gun an
2: inch to the right. Right. Um, and then she leaves, and Nick throws the gun down on the ground and says, Time to get the axe. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna axe my ex. <laughs> hey! Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, so uh, that Henrietta's dead. Um, Super which, bummer. Another person that, like, Renard is, like, specifically, like, near when he's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So so
2: that could be a hint. Yeah. I Renard think that the Renard,
1: Ripper? yeah, I think, well, or Jack the Renard, Ooh, if ah, you nice. will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, we're, I'm hoping we'll just clean that storyline up. We have two right. more episodes to go. Two more. You guys. Uh, Grim Vesson in the chat role says, uh, do you think it was Nick screaming at the end of the promo trailer? Because that's I, another big part of the promo trailer was somebody. It did
2: sound like it Nick. It sounded a little like him, but I replayed it a couple of times. And I, like, I was actually starting to think maybe it was someone else, but I think it's Nick. Um, we don't get previews on Hulu. Oh, well, you can look them up, though. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey that's Weston makes a
1: great point. <laughs> Henrietta is dead. They could remake the potion using Henrietta's part. hey! <gasps> hey! I, <laughs> hope I hope the writers de- thought
2: of that. <laughs> convenient dead person. <laughs> convenient <laughs> dead hexen beast.
1: Yeah. That's great. Um, oh. you no, know, that's a really good point. Um, so. There, yeah, there's potential. I would love them to fill the ogre gun with some of that, uh, watery looking stuff and yeah. just have to, like, shoot Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's messed up, but it just, it fits. It fits well. It pieces these things together yeah. over this two parter, um, or three parter, I guess. Where it'll blend, it can blend into next week. I'm hoping that this Jack the Ripper storyline sort of blends itself into whatever's going on in the main story. And it's not the. And this, well, here's
2: what's happening next season. Yeah,
1: cause I guess that's my, like, just last thoughts in the episode. My big peeve with this one is, like, Nick's got his hands full. Right. Right? He's got lots on his plate protecting his accidental baby mama mm-hmm. from his ex who's gone, uh, insane with hexen beast powers. Yeah. And yet he's still taking time to, like, solve a police case. And I know it's a serial killer thing, and then it's like, but they've got murders constantly in this city. Right. Don't you think you could give, like, the case to one other person for, like, a week? I mean, but it takes his mind off. He's out of vacation days. Going on. He's out of vacation days. <laughs> um, <laughs> even, even, uh, uh, Hank, like, yeah. uh, is, like, asking, it, like, where you been? Uh, busy, mofo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that was what's
2: going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm seriously. surprised you asked that. Um, though, Things are up over here. Where you been? <laughs> I, I will busy. say that if uh, if they wrap everything up with Juliet, um, I would like it if Renard is kind of... This Jack the Ripper Renard is the new bad for the next season, just because, like, he's familiar enough. And, like, he it's not Renard anymore. So, I mean, they can effectively harm him? That would be interesting. Um, Do you guys think they'll kill Juliet? No. No. She's too big of a character? She's too big a character to
1: kill. Um, she, I think Ju- the character of Juliet is too beloved by fans to kill, but the perfect level of Bad, and like, like her character just be, her character being bad is such a great evolution for the character. It would be a shame to get rid of her at at like the peak of the character's arc. Right. Um, Renard, I feel less so, like, I, him going bad doesn't feel like an evolution to me, it's almost like a backstep.
2: Well, but it's not him though, it's like, he's possessed. I mean, to me, it could be, and it could also, I would enjoy if it was like a Bonnie and Clyde, like, He's Jack the Ripper, and she's Super Hex and Beast, and they end up teaming up to do bad. Well, right? we saw in the preview that she was teaming up with uh, somebody else, Bro. another prince. Whoa. <laughs> you didn't say that uh, in the preview? You mean Kevin? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they've been on a team well, for Well, like but I mean
2: teaming up in bed.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> so any last thoughts, guys, before we uh, check out here?
2: No. No. No, but we're getting. I do see. want to see someone die. Yes. I'll say that. Looking All right. forward yeah, to I,
1: I, I think that. I think
2: it's I've come it's time, time for that. It's four
1: uh, seasons in, kill someone. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Is it gonna be Nicoland? Juliet, Julia? <laughs> <laughs> so many possibilities. Who's gonna die? Who will die? Who will live? Tune in next week on Grimm to find out. <laughs> Hashtag O M Grimm. Uh That's the most dramatic <laughs> I can make, the most ridiculous hashtag ever. Until then, guys, make sure you're tweeting at us. Let us know your theories, your thoughts. Hashtag ABTVGrim for all of your thoughts, theories, and questions. Dylan Chance, until next week, where can the people keep up
2: with you? The people can keep up with me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Tari Miller. And you can find me on Twitter at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh,
1: you can also follow Yell Teagle. Who, uh, wasn't here this week, but she will be back next time, Wahoo. uh, at, uh, Yel Teagle. Y-A-E-L. <laughs> T-I-G-I-E-L. Thank you. I was not 100% sure. (laughs) Well, she's operating him right now. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Yel, for uh, getting her spelling correct. You're welcome. (laughs) My boobs are great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. You you can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil. Guys, this week we're going to be talking about the craziness of the tie-in between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Age of Ultron gonna be nuts tuesday night be here i'm zach wilson and thanks for geeking out with us
0: from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network